0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these go to eleven. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me, as always, Nathan Bartleball. Nathan, what's going on, man?
1: Not too much. This is like very reminiscent of some of the old days of podcasting because of how early we are. I know, it's like six thirty on a Saturday morning, which incidentally, I don't know for whatever reason, it's kind of like one of my favorite times to record.
0: Yeah, as, um, you know, as the listeners can probably tell by the sound of my deep, gravelly voice this early in the morning, uh, this is not necessarily my favorite time because I just rolled out of bed. Um, I'm I'm so very thankful that uh we don't have we're we're using Zoom as our recording right. platform, uh, but we do not neither one of us have the video on uh for purposes that I'm sure our listeners are very thankful for, that they cannot become watchers as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well and for all of that, there is also the fed like I remember one of the last times we did or one of the times it stands out that when we did this this early uh, we were recording that like multiple Spielberg episode back yes. in the day, and it was like a full morning event. But we were at the, both of us had to drive to the church first. Yes, <laughs> to do it, and and I remember it was like really early.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, that I do. I remember that as well. So at
1: least here, all we had to do was roll out of bed. That
0: is true. That is true. And I am I am very thankful for. Uh, for that and and where we've come with uh, with that technology to do that, although technically we did have the technology back then to do it, I, I just don't know if we weren't thinking or we were like, no, let's get together. You know, I think it, after the good. third
1: or fourth time of having the leaf blowers interrupt us, we realized that right. oh, there's probably a better way. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. Oh, too funny, too funny. We uh, we did have one, uh, Greg Dutcher, who wanted to join us, but um, you know he he basically heard this time frame of six thirty and thought we were nuts, so he he decided to sleep <laughs> in. You know he's he's slacking off somewhere. You know, Greg, he's slacking off somewhere. We'll
1: probably try to get him back on and do the episode we intended. Yes, you know, when we can get all of him.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, today we're not, uh, you know, normally we go super long and actually, Nathan, I do have to confess something to the listeners because this episode and the other one that we recorded that never dropped is going to drop at the same time. Um, so this one is actually going to be relatively short compared to the last one or, you know, depending on what order you listen to them in the fall episode one, um, and, the fall uh, TV shows, the yeah. fall TV shows, yeah, and so um,
1: so if half of those things have aired already. Just ignore that.
0: Yeah, I know, but <laughs> but it was still, you know, it was still a fun. Well, one. it's
1: all streaming these days, so does not really matter? That's and true. It seems like everybody drops like five things at once anymore. So whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, in in light of that, Nathan, uh, let's do a let's do a, a quick follow up. Um, you know, because we, I mean, it's probably literally been um, a month. That we recorded that three weeks, maybe, you know, a month.
1: Has it been? Um, oh my gosh. The time stream is so messed up on my end. I,
0: I know. I know. I feel like I'm living in the multiverse right now. Um, so, uh, is there anything, you know, just two episodes uh, or two shows that you've been watching since then that you're like, yes, thumbs up. Go watch these.
1: Have I been watching anything since then? Um, yes uh let me think of what they are <laughs> what because did we
0: talk about
1: not that well you know we've been watching now that october has started i've been watching with my kids um i'm kind of split between watching movies and stuff for the other podcast for Phantom galaxy and then also watching like since october started we've been doing like we do 30 days of like halloween movies yes and books and stuff. Yes. And so we we've been doing Shows and, t- and and movies and stuff. They're more on the kid friendly side. We'll throw in a couple spooky, like low lower key horror movies, mostly older stuff. Yeah, uh, like the mummy stuff like that. So I've been doing a lot of that. I'm trying to think of TV show wise, but there's been so much stuff that's dropped recently, and I'm just trying to recall what's uh, what's what I've been watching yeah. the show on Hulu for people who enjoy horror there's a there's a Hulu show called monster land based off of a, um, uh, a a short series of short stories called North American uh, lake monsters and that's it's definitely a little bit darker um, but it's a good series particularly if you enjoy sort of like Stephen King and his short fiction it's an interesting show so it is on Hulu it's', it's a little again' Probably a little bleaker than King tends to get, but mm-hmm. it's in that same wheelhouse if you enjoy that sort of thing. So I've been watching that. I've been wa- I've been continuing to watch Raise uh Raised by Wolves on uh HBO Max. I think I'm mostly caught up with that. It's it's a pretty interesting show. I know last time uh on the on the previous episode where we discuss it, I mentioned I was just starting to get into it. And the story is shaping up. It's very interesting. I think it's one of the more interesting things Ridley Scott's been involved in as of late. So nice. there is that. Um, I should also mention, uh, I think when we on the episode of the TV, I mentioned Lovecraft Country and I had mentioned that, hey, you know, it seems a little bit milder and I should probably preface that and say that this for the first few episodes, <laughs> it indeed, it indeed does find its HBO totally weird. Anything goes, uh, stride. So still a very interesting show. But for anyone that, that heard me say, yeah, this is kind of milder, um, still within the R rating, but, 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 you know, not quite in the same auspices of say game of thrones or something ignore right. that <laughs> it eventually it eventually finds its hbo group <laughs> i did finish the tv series infinity train with my kids which is on cartoon network and also playing on hbo max and it is currently has three seasons uh and they're short 12 minute episodes and that's that's an excellent show i really nice. like it a lot uh, for anyone who's ever seen like some of cartoon network's programs like uh adventure time but this is more cohesive than adventure time it's telling a full story a sci-fi story uh it has memories of over the garden wall which was more fantasy this is almost uh involves these characters on this speeding train and this train has a number of cars and you end up there because there's something in your life you sort of need to fix and you progress through the cars and you're trying to lower the number on your arm the interesting thing about the series is that every Season follows a different minor character or characters from the season before it.
0: Oh wow! So, nice. Uh,
1: the, it'll each season resolves the central characters' issue, but then the, and then those characters sometimes come back too. So it's very interconnected. But it's interesting because you're paying attention each season, wondering, well, who am I going to see next season? And a lot of times it's it's the the uh, you'll have an episode where there's an antagonist and that antagonist will be the protagonist next season and oh, wow. so on and so forth. So I think, and I think you get a, a kick out of it too. Like we've we talked about shows like The Hollow and things yeah. like that yeah. that are on uh, Netflix. It's animated. So if you can find it, uh, it may also be, I don't know if it's on Cartoon Network where you can just watch it kind of for free. I do know it's on HBO Max, but I, I particularly think you would like it. Now I've made it my way through the whole series. I have enjoyed it, but I've been probably seeing more streaming I want to start, I haven't yet, the Haunting of Bly Manor, which is the uh, newest Netflix follow-up to Haunting of Hill House. Yes, it, it, it just dropped yesterday, and it's based off of Henry James' Turn of the Screw. So I'm really excited to start that, but I have not yet. So
0: Very cool. Very cool, yeah. It's uh, you know again. There's uh, there's so much uh, out there, and we talked about this on that last episode. You know that it it really is difficult at times to keep up with it. Um, but yeah, I um, I can't really say that uh, Joy and I have been. Uh, diving into anything new, uh, we, we're in full gear, full swing with school. And so usually when we get into school mode, we don't get opportunities to jump into new things until, uh, those breaks come. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm making my little list and then over Thanksgiving break and then over Christmas break will be my opportunity to kind of dive in and do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Yep. Um, but very cool. We do have, uh, a good episode for you. Uh, might be a little bit more, um, random than we might normally do, but I, I would call this maybe a pre episode, uh, Nathan, because the, the topics we're going to talk about, I think we're, we're just going to lightly touch on, and then we're going to fully discuss them and unpack them in some episodes later. Um, And the, the first thing that we're going to talk about is sampler platter. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Perfect analogy. Um, so the, the first thing we're going to talk about, and we wanted to do this closer to when it happened, but, uh, we were, we were trying to work it out, um, so that we could get, um, a, a guest on who, uh, would really love to talk about this, but it just didn't happen. But we do, you know, acknowledge the fact that, um, that uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, we were going to talk about his his life and his accomplishments, as well as his passing, uh, in the context of Marvel and kind of what they were doing. Um, and so that just uh, never worked out. But you know we you know acknowledge that this happened. And uh, so briefly, Nathan, I just I want to talk to you about. Um, what was um, – where do you remember first seeing Chadwick Bozeman and what is your favorite um, media that that he put out, whether it was TV show or movie?
1: You know, and he's he's been in several things. He was in a lot of things in a short period of time and I think also what's impressive is that we know now that he was sick yes. while he was continuing to put on a lot of – the stuff that's, that, that made a bigger impact, including a lot of the 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 Marvel Black Panther related stuff. And I think it's fair to say that he really did sort of, um, you know, he, he, he chiseled out a niche. Character-wise, in the Marvel Universe, with mm-hmm. the Black Panther and with his portrayal of the Black Panther in yes. such a way that it's not going to be—you know—you're you're, going to have to find another way forward. He—he's not. This can't be recast or anything like that. Nor would you want to. He had such a strong presence there, and I think that that's probably my favorite kind of role that he's done. I think I saw him first. I say I think because it's quite possible. Uh, I was um, doing like professional film criticism around the time that. His He started coming out with uh, his earlier work, movies like 42 and things like that. 42, I believe, is the first place I saw him when he was playing Jackie Robinson. Mm. And I remember being really struck by how good he was in that movie. Now – it's possible that I could have seen something else where he maybe had a small role or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I definitely remember being that being the movie that seeing it. And the movie itself is a fine movie, but I think it's a movie that's only as good as whoever's going to be playing that in a biopic. It's always who's playing that character. Yeah. And when you have a someone unknown, which Chadwick Boseman kind of was at that point in time, it's uh, at least to me, he was, he's done a lot of like TV related work and he's done some TV things, but I think that film wise, and I had seen him on, on TV shows. Like now, now I know that, you know, yes. um, yeah. shows like fringe and, and, and justify it and castle. He would, always, he'd be, he was kind of like bit part. He'd have all these different roles and he kind of came through television, but 42 is the first time for me where he was sort of on screen in a way where he's the central person and, and that movie of course is built around Robinson. So right. he was so good in that. And I still think that's a really great um, a role. And then, I mean, really he only had a handful of them after that because of the nature of everything. Yes. But like, I remember uh, he also was very good as James Brown and get on up. So he had that going as well. Um, there's also a uh, post the whole uh, Avengers thing, and so there were a couple others, but like Twenty One Bridges that I just recently saw, and the movie itself is okay. Did you catch that one yet, Nathan?
0: No, that was one that I did want to watch, but have not yet seen it.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 all right for the kind of movie that it is. I think we've seen a ton of these sorts of movies where you have the the cop chasing the criminal who, you know has his own motives and reasons for doing things. And so there's a lot of kind of cross drama. I don't know that it's entirely successful, but again, he's very good in it. I thought he was very good in the five bloods, which was, is on Netflix right now. And it was a Spike Lee movie and kind of a, a bunch of guys getting together and going to look for treasure. But there's a lot more to the movie than that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's in the auspices of a war film and his storm and Norman character in that movie is excellent. He's so good in that. And, uh, those, and that that's probably more the lasting image beyond the Black Panther that I have of him. And he was in a couple other movies. But, yeah, a great actor that I think was really coming into his own, always brought a lot of, like, energy to what he did. Yeah. And you can see a lot of differences between those characters. Um, the dignity he brings to the characters, whether you're talking about T'Challa or you're talking about uh, the characters he plays, like the 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 portrayals of guys like James Brown and Jackie Robinson. But I think it was fantastic. And the thing about black Panther, that's just known now that we've seen him because, you know, Marvel introduces him in civil war. And then we get his full movie is that the, they, he really brings a presence to that character that extends to that entire world, right? The whole world yes. of Wakanda and everything that goes on. It's really kind of aligned behind what Bozeman does. And he makes him a character that is he has his flaws and things like the other Marvel characters, but he has a certain dignity and a certain sort of presence that's different from Captain America and Thor. And he stands out in a way that's different. And he brings a lot of humanity, particularly I think his black Panther movie is one of the best of the standalone Marvel movies for the characters because of what he brings as that character.
0: Yeah. 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 I, um, I'm with you, Nathan. I, I, it, it, I've gone back since becoming more familiar with him and have seen some of the TV stuff that he did. And it was like, Oh wow, that's, that's Shadwick Boseman. You know, and like you said, Castle um, is, is one that I remember watching and I'm like, you know, here he is in this. And then, um, there's a little
1: one-off C D one yeah, episode here. Yeah. He was it there.
0: wasn't, it wasn't anything that he would be in consistently. The other one I remember him being in, uh, or not remember him being in, but, going back and watching the show and seeing him in is uh, lie to me, which was um, a, a great little um, three season uh, show that I really enjoyed. Um, but I remember him being in one of those episodes or I recall him now being in one of those yeah. episodes. And uh, you know, uh, again, like the, the stuff he did was, was really uh, well done in the TV stuff. Um, I never ended up seeing, uh, uh, The Jackie Robinson movie that he did, even though I really wanted to, and actually now Joy and I own it. Um, So again, there's no reason why I haven't seen it other than the fact that I haven't seen it. Um, But the first thing that I clearly remember him in was um, Captain America Civil War. And uh, even in that, he had such a presence and came in amongst this cast. I mean, you got to think about when uh civil war was done and how many uh people had been brought in and been built up into this um into this series, into this, you know, thing that they were doing with the Avengers. And well, it was overstuffed
1: at that point, both with plot lines and people. Yeah. And, and I believe we in, we reviewed that movie on like when we were doing Pop Culture Ninja the very first episode. And that was the point was like he comes in and he sort of like he establishes a presence. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. And that's, and that's one of the things that really stuck out to me is that, man, I, I want to see more of this guy. I want to see more of what he has to offer and bring. And then you're right. The black Panther movie drops and i um, just completely um, blown away by this movie. Um, as you said, one of uh, if not the strongest of the standalone of the Marvel movies in terms of what it does. You know, it's not just this, this comic book movie, but they really do a good job um, at bringing out these issues that are going on in this, in this insurrection. And, Uh, you know, really delving into, you know, uh, sins of the father being visited on the sins of the son. Um, and, and, you know, really walking you through that and how all of that gets resolved and, and just a fabulous movie overall. I mean, they got such a great cast of actors with Chadwick Boseman kind of leading the charge in that. Uh, and then, you know, again, in, uh, in Infinity War and then in Endgame, um, he's not in those movies nearly as much, but, uh, the, the times he's there and the presence he's there just has this, uh, you know, deep impact. I mean, I still remember in Endgame, I mean, he's, he's maybe what 10 minutes in the whole movie, but when he maybe. F- first yeah. walks out of, you know, the, uh, the portal there and just kind of nods to Captain America. Um, it's just, again, his stage presence was just so big that like, you know, it really, um, it really, it's just, it's one of those most impactful scenes that I can remember out of, you know, that whole, however long that movie was, um, and so, well,
1: it's because of of everything he'd done in the other movies, and yeah. I think that's the thing is that he had he's he's played larger than he played these these people, real people, in these other movies, and he and then he has this larger than life character, and in all cases, he kind of like really um, he was able to bring the level of ability to shine in the in these bigger roles you know in these larger you're just not playing a character you have a certain thing to live up to people know jackie robinson and james brown and then comic fans know the black panther so uh and he still made those people his own and that's that's impressive
0: yeah yeah absolutely um so we're gonna um transition a little bit uh but just wanted to know was there anything else you wanted to bring up or mention about Chadwick Boseman before we kind of slide into this next segment it's it's a little bit of a transition where we're going to go with it but I don't want to you know leave I have no idea where we're going
1: so (laughs) um no you're driving this bus bell yeah right like like you said I think we again he had a um He also did play, I want to mention, did play Thurgood Marshall also in Marshall in 2017, which I have not seen. Um, And he was also, um, Nathan, I mentioned this because I know you and I are probably two of the only people that saw this movie. And unfortunately, because of the kind of stuffed movie it was, he didn't make too much of a presence in that, was Gods of Egypt.
0: Oh yes, that's right.
1: right. And it's it's you're sort of like it's another deal where you scan across. You're like, "There's Jedwick Bosman," and <laughs> um, and it's really probably a shame because that movie has so many different ideas and things and people going on that you do wish that at certain times it had just slowed down to spend a little time with them. And I uh, I have still the opinion of a person who kind of enjoys that movie, although recognizes it's a hot mess. I'm still of the opinion that had they just slowed down and focused. And maybe brought some of those characters in that that could have been a much more successful movie, and might have been yeah. a movie that actually kind of stuck the landing. But as it was, it just felt rushed and messy. Right. And. Again, hey, there's Chadwick Boseman, there's <laughs> there's Gerard Butler, <laughs> And there's uh, Jeffrey Rush. You know? Right,
0: right. Oh yeah, too funny, too funny. Um, so yeah, where we're headed next, um, and again, this is you know more of as you put it, Nathan, the sampler episode, uh, the sample platter here. Uh, Want to get your thoughts on some upcoming stuff uh, in the let, let's let's expand this out to the greater universe of the comic book universe. We won't just stick with Marvel, but there's a lot of stuff. That's slated to come out, if uh, indeed it ever does. I feel like the more I keep <laughs> looking at updates and things Wanna like talk that, about the all more the stuff
1: that's been canceled, <laughs> yeah,
0: all the stuff that's been canceled, canceled and or pushed, pushed back, back. Push back yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I so I, I mean, do we have at this point anything comic book related that's coming out in 2020? Is there anything that you can think of that we have that's coming out comic book related in 2020?
1: When is WandaVision coming out?
0: Ah, Good point.
1: Because if there is my understanding as far as I know, um, I know – like we had talked – if you'll hear on the show – when the, the episode involving the TV shows that we do discuss, like Swamp Thing and stuff like that, and so there's probably some WB things that may, and not WB. Oh my gosh, the CW. CW. You know, at one point going going
0: go way back there, man, yeah, way
1: back. But at least I didn't say it was UPN or anything. That's right. <laughs> um, so the the CW has some shows, and I'm not sure if they're all back. I haven't quite had a chance like you i'm there's so many different things going on we don't have paid attention a lot to the tv shows so i'm not sure someone uh the boys on amc i meant we mentioned that on the tv show those things are running but as far as the sort of marvel and dc dc has laid out a slate of a lot of things coming up but and of course disney is now starting to really try to push and get its its products out there but there was a trailer just a week or two ago for wandavision which is slated to come out soon. And I thought it was before the end of the year. I know that we have, we obviously talked about the fact that the Mandalorian is coming out. Um, but I'm not sure. And we were supposed to get, I, I, I'm also having problems keeping track of when everything has been pushed back or not. Right. And, uh, I'm not sure. So I think that WandaVision might be in early 2020. I know we had the trailer not long ago, but again, that's always been intended to be a, a TV show, right? On yes. Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. So yep. the intention with that is that it. it, it if they've got a trailer and they've, everything's on track as far as the filming and stuff goes, then I think that they are probably in a place where um, it's, it's slated to, to be on December 2020. And yeah. it's going to be six episodes. So I think that they pushed it up a little bit. So that's one positive. We do have WandaVisions pushed up. And the trailer looks really cool. I don't know if you saw the trailer. I did, yeah. The most recent trailer from a week or two ago. And it looks really fun. It looks very different than what you would expect a Marvel superhero show to look like. Yes. But I think I have two thoughts on it. One is I think that's going to work really well for it because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to play differently. And I think that the Wanda vision relationship to me was one of the most frustrating in the movies. not because it in and of itself was frustrating, but you had this cool little story that they never, they never had quite enough time to keep pumping life into, it a time into it the the energy between the actors is fine but they they would put it into civil war and they would put it into age of ultron and they would put it here and they would put it there and you just never got and then the the first um you know uh infinity war movie but you just never got quite enough time with them you know it always felt like here's a little bit of something and that's one of my frustrations with some of the marvel movies that get stuffed to a point when People assume I want to see this giant car chase and I just want to see these two people interacting. I wanna see I wanna see him show up in the car again making breakfast for her and stuff like right. that. Like so this show seems to be tapping into that. I'm sure there will be action, I'm sure there'll be adventure, but the weird things it's doing in the show, it looks like it's gonna have a a more comedic and a more personal uh, relationship bent to it, which I I'm excited about that because I think that's what I want to see and I think that's what comic book fans are used to is yeah you have action episodes but when you read a comic book not every episode is going to be Wolverine, you know, fighting 50 guys at a time. There's going to be a right. few episodes that's downtime for Wolverine and right. things like that. And so I think these TV shows have the the potential to do that.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree completely. I you know, one of my favorite um Series that I think uh, that I think has been done uh, has been when Marvel has made these cartoons that they've come out with these cartoon series. So they yeah, did, yeah, the
1: animated infant, yeah, like one-off movies and stuff that they would do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then they had you know these whole animated series, and they did the the Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that. It's on Disney Plus right now. But you know, there's you know it, it follows these storylines that, you know, were more serious to the comic book. Of course, you know, it's a little different because of some of the things that they're doing, but it it was really well done. And, you know, some of the favorite episodes are the one-offs where Loki, you know, turns... Um, Spider-Man into, um, you know, Peter Porker. And, you know, and so you have, yeah, you have the multiverse kind of where it goes things, on, you know, where, where there's actually a Spider-Ham and a Peter Porker, but then, you know, you have one in our world where Loki just turned him into it. And then, you know, uh, had, you know, hunters from his world coming in and chasing him around. And it's like, you know, I mean, it's it, it, it's funny because it, it showed that goofy blend of what the comics did. It's like, okay, this is really serious because if they catch him, he's going to die. But it's funny because that's how it's played off, and I and I'm hoping right. that Wandavision takes. And that this. was the
1: strength too of Into the Spider Verse, the, the yes. animated Spider Man movie, which did have the Peter Porker. But again, it it played episodic enough in a in a full feature length movie style that yeah, you got that. There was a little downtime. It wasn't all the end of the world every single minute
0: yes yes and and so i agree i'm hoping that they kind of take this route with it because we know that coming up on the heels you've got falcon and winter soldier and you know whatever they're going to do with that i'm sure it's going to have more of a serious tone and note to it in in what's going on and then you know we'll we'll dive back into to loki um and I think those are the three that are scheduled for Disney Plus, correct? But I think those are scheduled to release next year, um, respectively. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, and and I'm not even sure what the filming status of those is. Um, but I do. But this one was supposed to come out in 2021, 20, and then. It got moved up a little bit, which will be nice because I, mean, I think that's one of the things, too, is when movies are dropping off of the slate. And by the way, Dune is now off of the slate. I know, I saw that. Um, I was
0: so disappointed.
1: I, I, I am disappointed. But at the same time, um, and I don't know about you, Nathan, I still have not been back to the theater. I mean, it's
0: just a key no. Yeah, I no, I have back. not
1: yet. I go to the drive-in, but yep. um, my drive-in has, hasn't gotten too many of the brand new movies. So, like, Tenant hasn't played there yet yep. or anything like that. And I'm just not keen. I mean, with me, I'm sure I could find a mask that would, would prevent this from happening. But, like, to go and sit into a two-hour movie, <laughs> not COVID, I promise. <laughs> um,
0: it's all right. Sorry, you're there. miles away, so it doesn't bother me.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, I Better make sure I... Uh, i was sneezed into my sleeve not my microphone right <laughs> the the um like sitting in a movie for two some hours with the that mask on it, i think is a little much for me and that's the issue is most of the movies i want to see are these big epics that are going to run two plus hours you know dunes probably close to three hours i honestly speaking i want to wait and i'll, I'll gladly go pay the money and see that in the theater when we're sort of out of this so yeah i'm not really disappointed to, i mean i'm disappointed oh i won't get to see it this year or whatever but i'm not just some of these bigger movies people going on by the I'm not the world's biggest James Bond fan. I like the movies just fine. So I wasn't like crushed when that one got moved back. I'm not crushed when any of them get moved back, but I'd rather wait a year. And then we've got a whole slate of movies because everything's going to be pushed back anyway. Right. So yeah. Yeah. uh, Everything getting pushed back to 2021 just means that you're going to have more of a robust sort of like slate of movies to be able to go see, you know, because a lot of these other ones are not going to be finished. So it's just like everything sort of just took a pause, you know, like the blip.
0: (laughs) Right. I know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what they're trying to recreate five years later.
1: I don't know. (laughs) But um, so there's that. Since we're on this topic of the Marvel and everything, and it's not like releases, but what do you think about the fact that they want to bring Jamie Foxx's Electro yeah, back and and I shouldn't even say Jamie Foxx's Electro. Jamie Foxx played Electro in, amazing, in the in this spectacular Spider Man one. The second Andrew yeah. Garfield Spider Man. Yeah, that the, they did for I Sony. think that was
0: the Amazing Spider Man. They had Amazing Spider Man. I think Amazing
1: was first, and then there was like yeah, there were there were two of them. There was one that was the Something Spider Man, and then there was the the follow up. So yeah there was yeah they and they and all that changed was the the word in between Spider Mans. So it was like right. You know, and I didn't care enough about the second one to remember its title. So um Right I I thought the first Andrew Garfield one was fine back at that point in time, but uh-huh. I he was just like, why are we rebooting this over? Like I really did not care for this one or Jamie Foxx's portrayal of Electro. Uh he's got the weird blue skin and the electricity. They don't give him that classic costume, but the classic costume's kind of goofy. Right. And right. Mysterio is kind of on like, I don't know how to put this. Like in the comics you almost have to find a way to excuse the fact that he seems like he's kind of stupid. Like, right. Right. He's, he does not, I was what my kids would put it. He does not make good choices. Right. choices. <laughs> he's kind of, he feels like a putz. He's like a right. Spider-Man villain putz. And they were trying to work around him. I don't know what you thought about that movie. I really disliked that movie because I felt like all the villains, they were going back to almost like a Batman and Robin or Batman forever template for the way they treated the villains. I thought they were terribly comic booky and there was no excuse for that in a world where – what was that, 2014? I mean the Marvel Universe was well into space at that point. There was no excuse to have a movie – that had those sorts of characters like handled that way. The Green Goblin even. They'd, the Green Goblin was handled far better. And I and, and that got pretty hokey towards the end. It was handled far better in the right. first set of, of Spider-Man movies. And um but what were your thoughts? Like I just remember thinking this thing that Jamie Foxx is doing, I don't like anything about it.
0: Yeah. So um, I think for me, I have a positive side of this because I actually never saw the second one. And, <laughs> and here's here is why. I saw the first one and I was with you, Nathan. I was like, eh, th- this is okay for what it is, but why are we rebooting this? Like, it, it we don't need another reboot this soon after, you know, the first one. And, yeah. and so I was like, it, again, it was fine for what it was. I didn't have a problem with it. But then I saw that they were bringing in all of these villains. And I said, this is what the third one suffered from, is you had too many villains coming in at once, and so you were rushing the storyline, and it just it didn't work. I, I, it's not that I necessarily had a problem with the Spider-Man 3 in um, and, and what they wanted to do. It's that they tried to do too much. You know, you had Venom coming in. First of all, you had... Um, Symbiote suit Spider-Man, and you had Venom coming in, which, which is a storyline in and of itself, and really, if that's the direction you were going, should have been right. You had the the Green Goblin, yeah, and then, and so, to me, when I heard that they were bringing in these multiple villains into this this second Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, I, I just. I immediately just felt my skin crawl and was like, this is going to be the exact same thing. And I wasn't a huge fan of the first one to begin with. And so I just never felt like I was, you know, I just didn't want to waste my time. So that being said, I'm okay with him coming in and doing his thing because I, I really, I have nothing to compare his performance to from that. Um, so i would be fine with it not having that that experience uh so yeah that's that's my thought with the whole thing
1: yeah and i think that and again i was just mentioning that oh yeah you know that he's going to be in it uh and that that's interesting i think because of the fact that his portrayal in the last one was not very good, although yeah. I don't really think that has much to do with Fox. It was the way that it was writ- it was written and created. Because many great actors, Tommy Lee Jones among them, have have been handed really, really um, poor portrayals. I mean, like the, that Two Face, Tommy yeah, Lee yeah. Jones. Could play Two-Face easily, but whatever he was asked to play was not Two-Face right. as we know him in the comic books. So, And that was kind of – and and again, Electra is a character you kind of just have to build out a whole cloth because I don't think he's that interesting as a comic book character. I'll yeah. be honest. Like, I don't think anyone's in there like they messed up Electra. It was more like Electra is just not – there's no poignancy. And he, he felt like he had been instructed to create this character in the Joel Schumacher school right. of, of – superhero villains now that being said i think of course this is fine and interesting because i think it it kind of suggests a couple things which is someone's like who should play electro and it i think that when you cast these movies you get a little excited right because it was weird to hear paul giamatti's gonna play the rhino now the way that was handled (laughs) it was terrible but that wasn't paul giamatti's fault the but the anticipation of what could have been had Paul G. Money played the rhino or would well, Jamie Foxx is going to be electro. I think that the thinking behind this is sort of like, Hey, there's still potential in that, in that scenario, just because he didn't do it. Didn't do it the first time yes. in a way that was compelling. And of course we know what the model for this is. The, the the thing that the thing has proved this is possible is Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. And that anytime someone brings up, well, why would they bring this defunct, guy that didn't do a good job in the first one not the actor but this character why they can bring him back and then bring the same character back to make the same mistakes Well, we don't know what fox's inclination was for doing this he did post it says they won't be blue this time (laughs) 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 Uh, but i think that we've seen that work so well in the deadpool unit with the deadpool character right ryan reynolds really wanted to play him and fox will probably be driven from the the failure of the last movie to do this in a way that's going to be compelling and he's a good actor. So I think a lot of times this ends up working out because these are smart guys. They know that, Fans are looking for something and the excitement is you get to now think again, what's a Jamie Foxx Electro gonna look like? The disappointment's right. when it doesn't you're like, you wasted Jamie Foxx. Yeah, so bring him back and let him try again. It's not a you know, it's not a waste. Hopefully, you know, they've learned some things from it. So I think it's cool. I just wanted to mention it because yeah, this is now the second time I've seen this and I always kind of I'm always like, Wait, you wanna bring that back?
0: Right. Well, and I, I will say this. I mean, if um if you go back and you watch The Flash, the T V series, um the they brought in a villain that was a total um i mean that he, he was a total just uh goofball in the comics and that was captain cold and what they ended up doing with him in the flash series was uh and uh, you know no pun intended here but it was very chilling um he his character in that was very calm and calculating and he wasn't the bumbling fool that he was in the comics and so
1: he was also a person i think wentworth yes. miller he he ends up being one of those guys who's not quite the he's the villain but he's the villain that is kind of like the he's sort of the frenemy yes you know yes. he's always there but the flash kind of knows that when he needs him you can kind of count on him even though they're at odds with each other right. you know he's that the batman universe has a lot of those zones the arrow does too where there's guys that are like you you and I are usually at odds but if something bigger comes up you got your back and they they even yes. took him a step further because the he was strong enough that they could build the first season of Legends of Tomorrow around him a little bit right
0: right and so i think i think maybe i mean not doing something quite like that but doing something where you know what we're going to repurpose this character and make him more than he was in the comics and and to me i'm fine with that i'm fine if you don't have uh um, oh, yeah. you know the, I, the only way you could bring in a a buffoon character with these is if you had him surrounded by stronger people in order, you know, like if they had brought in the whole sinister six into that Spider-Man movie, um, you, you could make him more of the buffoon. But again, you would have needed other movies to have built these characters in and established who they were in order to, to back him up and make him, that type of a character and you can write
1: around them and make that interesting i think. correct and i think that that's the 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 movie was too serious and it wanted to prevent present him as a sort of almost like uh just a downtrodden not so bright guy he was almost like the lawnmower man you know yes, almost yeah. what they were trying to go with and it was just not successful yeah um but i i am interested to see what they would do with him in another movie, so there 's that um, well, what else you got comic book wise i can 't i mean my did we even talk about batman i don 't know that we, we have. have
0: not but- we have not um, why don't why don 't I start this one off uh, because you and I have talked and so i'm gonna i 'm going let you end on a high note with this one uh, because some people might be like, well, that was a drag um, uh, <laughs> let, let me let me say this on the on the outset I am excited for what I think this movie can be. Um, You and I have talked about this before, Nathan. We were looking... We want a movie that deals with him as the great detective. We want to see that side of Batman. We don't feel like anything has really shown that part of him. And so this looks like that's what it could be. It looks like we are already well-established into... Um, the Batman universe. He seems to be walking freely among um, the police officers and the crime scene. So there seems to be, you know, some, uh, some amount of trust that's been established. Um, and so I'm excited to see how this is going to go. My biggest disappointment, and and you pointed this out to me, and I hope you're right. My biggest disappointment is that every single shot that I have seen of um, Robert Pattinson outside of the mask is this longish haired, greasy goth kid. And you were like, well, I think that's just him coming in to the Batman suit or coming out of the Batman suit. And I hope you're right. I I really genuinely hope you're right that that's what that is and that they don't just push Bruce Wayne as this greasy, you know, long-haired goth kid. Um and so everything about the the trailer except for the things that I saw in Batman himself and again, it's more that Bruce Wayne character that in and out of suit if that's what it is, um I really Enjoy and am looking forward to. Um, but I just, I, I don't have high hopes for DC. They've just, <laughs> they just do too many wrong things. So um, I'm uh, on this one, I think I'm going to keep my expectations um, fairly low and hopefully be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Go for it.
1: <laughs> and my expectations are already not low um and thing, it's funny because i'm not the comic book guy usually and i mean i am i enjoy i get excited when they come out um and then and then another batman i'm like i don't want any more batman really like i'm fine with batman but i was not a fan as you well know of anything that Matt, uh that ben affleck did mm-hmm. in those um in, in those movies with Zack Snyder. And then the Matt Reeves is the director here. Matt Reeves is a very good director. He's done a lot of very good movies. And in fact, he was responsible for the last two Planet of the Apes movies, the more recent series. And they were very, very good. And again, like I say, he is a very strong director. So I believe that he is still on that project. Uh, but the Batman this version of Batman, you see it and you're sort of like, eh, I mean, trailer wise, it kind of looks like it it, had, it's almost like looking at someone that wanted to make it look like all of the other Batman movies at once. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. And I think that that is where you look at it and you say, it looks a little like Tim Burton, right? Like the the city, Gotham city no longer looks like, um, Chicago, the way it did in the last couple of of, uh, Christopher Nolan movies, which I love those movies, but in in the first one, in Batman Begins, there's still a sense of a stylized city. You have those uh, elevated bridges and the elevated trains, which – consequently get destroyed so they're not there right. anymore so the city can look more normal <laughs> but it still has the way the city is shot it has almost a blade runner-esque feel to it in that movie but then when you get to the dark knight you have a very realistic city yeah and even though the city goes through some um contusions in the dark knight rises you still again have sort of the realistic city with a few more fantastical elements like his flying car and things like that but the this look is—it's a stylized city, but it's not stylized like German expressionism to the way that Burton's world was. Mm-hmm. It has elements that are dark and gritty, which is what Zack Snyder was going for. And then it does seem to have this bent about a certain element of realism, where it wants to present the criminal factions and the in the villains themselves as plausibly real. Mm-hmm. And you're getting that. I assume that we're what we're watching the, uh, the the actions of the Riddler. In that's, this trailer.
0: that's what I was guessing too. That's what yeah. you're
1: kind of getting. And I we know that Paul Dano plays the Riddler. We also know there are some, a couple of other characters. I think we see another Catwoman. And then we talk about the char- characters being stuffed into a movie. We see the penguin. Uh, we see um, – you have to kind of figure it out. But it's Colin Farrell is playing the penguin and mm-hmm. it doesn't uh, quite look like you're looking at him and it's just like, oh, is that the penguin? <laughs> but I think what is – or is that Colin Farrell? You recognize it's kind of the penguin. So that could be a warning sign for some people. Oh, they're stuffing it full of characters again. But here's the here is the Batman movie I've always wanted. I'm sure I've said it on the podcast where I want to see the almost the Maltese Falcon or the the Humphrey Bogart like gumshoe detective version of Batman, meaning that you've got this through story that Batman's involved in, but that Batman and all of the Gotham villains, a rogues gallery, are bit players in this mystery story that goes beyond them. Mm-hmm. So that we aren't talking about Batman versus 10 people. We're talking about a Batman that operates almost like the movie, like Sin City, where these are just people that live in this city, the Gotham, the TV show did that a little bit. And so you have that going on. And so if they build these people into this overarching crime story, which seems to be what might be happening, that's cool. The concept or the potential that the Riddler is maybe not the primary villain or a villain in the way we normally would assume, perhaps he is trying to reveal a greater corruption in the system that Batman's a part of that would make it more interesting. I think that what you're seeing when he has the hair like that, I mean, you're going to have a little bit of emo, I think, but the black eyes is the fact that he's just covered his eyes so that you can see that he looks like a bat, you know, that he looks like a, uh, uh, you, you can't see his face. It create, it helps create the illusion, the image that he's going for. The other Batman's didn't have that, but it makes sense. We watched a movie for our first episode. It was called boy wonder. Mm Hmm. And it was uh, it was about a uh, a guy who got into the costume and put the, the the paint makeup on his face. This is to keep it realistic. So uh, he's a good actor. I think it'll be really good. And I think that um, it might not. But, I mean, it looks like it's at least trying to be something different. So I am excited for it. We'll see. I don't think it will be emo Batman. I think that we don't have that much footage of what you're seeing. If you watch the trailer, you're seeing footage assembled from about three or four little pieces or scenes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm keeping my expectations low. Um, And again, part of that is just because I, I I remember I got so hyped up for uh, the Superman movie with uh, Henry uh, Cavill. And I was... You know, just I had I had been tentative. I just I had been hesitant, and I and and there were just in the last few trailers that they had done with the movie, or before the movie came out. I just I got really excited, and I was like, you know what, this actually might be good because they went from this like darker music and they finally brought in like this orchestra piece and like, this is his theme song. And I was like, okay, like this is the, this is the Superman that I I'm, I'm wanting to see. Like I'm, you know, I want the John Williams orchestra piece going on here. And they didn't do that, but they did something cool with it where it was like, this is his, this is his theme song, you know? And and if you watch those movies, if you go for, um, through, um, Superman, and then Batman v Superman, and Justice League, and uh, even Aquaman—they they all have individual song uh, theme songs or theme music that comes out when they enter the screen. Uh, Wonder Woman does, Batman does, and so I was like, "This is kind of cool," and I, I'm getting into this with Superman, and I remember going to see it. And I remember just being brought on this journey and I was like it, – it brought me up so high and then it would just – they would do something and it would just bring me right back down. And then it would bring oh, yeah. me up the- high and it would bring me right back down. And I just – I got to the end of that movie and and it just – it left me down and I was like, this is horrible. This is my favorite superhero of all time you had such an opportunity in your hands and you just dropped the This ball. was Man of Steel the yes, movie. Yes, yes, Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, I felt
1: the same way watching it. And here's my thing is I I mean I I know some people will defend it and that's fine. I don't I don't think Zack Snyder I think Zack Snyder has some interesting visual ability. I do not think he's a good storyteller. Yeah. And he was on and I know that Nolan was on as producer and there were some things going on that made people like think that they could have some hope for it, but Matt Reeves is not Zack Snyder, which is a good thing, and yeah. I think that that's what you're seeing here. And it will come down to how this movie is written. I honestly believe because even watching some of the older Batman movies, even the Tim Burton ones that people think are silly and stuff like, to some extent, they still there's still a level of writing on there. That it, does it get weird? Sure, it gets weird, but if you don't have the stories here, this the superior movies are no different than other movies in a sense that you have to have. Yes. A good feasible story. I, he, things I know are that Reeves is a good director. Pattinson, if you put Twilight aside, Pattinson can be a very good actor. And he has more than on a couple of occasions played the like – high society pretty boy so he has that he can definitely do that element of that that comes out with the bruce wayne and it is kind of interesting to see him you know you wait for him to say i'm batman and instead he's you know he doesn't say that he mm-hmm. said or to say uh, i'm justice and he doesn't say justice either he says vengeance right which is an interesting sort of so i think i'm okay again i point people back go see if you can find the uh, 20 on the 2010 or 2012 movie boy wonder yeah and uh we have in we reviewed it on the very first episode we did, and it that I think is a movie that um, it was very low budget, but it could give you an idea of what they may be trying to do with this movie
0: yeah, yeah
1: and that's about what I have time for today. Yeah, absolutely.
0: No, this was good. Like we said, sampler platter. We've got more coming out. We'll go more in depth the next time we get on. Yeah. Um, and we
1: do have a Halloween. We will try to get something out, I think, right for Halloween. The yes.
0: Yeah, that is, that that is definitely percent. our goal. Um, Nathan and I, our schedules, we initially thought we we're going to line up a little better um, coming into the school year, and they ended up just not. So he and I will be working to see if we can get a more regular routine down for for casting this might work and, yeah
1: this today was a little bit um uh, a little crazier than normal saturdays but this might work if it works for you yeah i, I think yeah we could probably make this work maybe not six thirty, but yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right oh. well nathan this uh this has been fun as always until next time we just rocked the casbah these go to 11